laughing or blasting music and yelling. About nothing. It was always stupid stuff. But even if it was smart, she'd hate it. Hate them. Who cares then? She couldn't sleep. She might as well stand by the window, vigilant about nothing. Nine-one-one didn't come unless you screamed murder. Some neighborhood morons who lived on the street, not bridge or tunnel or whatever, woke her the other night. They were on the church steps playing stickball with glass bottles, yelling every time a bottle shattered. It was five a.m. Elizabeth opened the window as wide as it would go and stuck her head and body out. She watched one of the males saunter to the pile of beer bottles and choose one carefully, as if it mattered what kind of bottle he hit. Three females followed the play like despondent cheerleaders. Another male wound up on the street mound and pitched to the hitter. He missed. The bottle shattered. The hitter assumed the stance for another swing. Elizabeth restrained herself from leaping onto the fire escape. She walked through the dark apartment, trying not to wake Roy. She phoned the precinct. The desk cop said he'd send a car. Thirty minutes passed. They were still shrieking. Bottles crashed to the ground again and again. Elizabeth called the precinct again. The precinct's phone machine answered. At the end of the recorded message, the same cop picked up. Fifth precinct. This is the woman who called before. Yeah. There's been no car. Yeah. You haven't seen it? Cause I sent one. I haven't seen it, and I've been standing here pretty much for the whole thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, I sent one. They're still breaking bottles. I can't sleep. Yeah. I asked for a car, but we're a little busy this time of night, unfortunately. Unfortunately, the cop sounded rueful. It was rueful, having to call cops or be a cop. At least he hadn't lied. She hated being lied to, except that she lied too. When Elizabeth phoned about an all-night party, a female cop said, "We're sending a car." The car never came. The music kept blasting. Elizabeth took a pill. The party was for the policemen's benevolent association, in the basement of the church where a variety of morons often sat on the steps. Now Elizabeth leaned out the window. Garbage was everywhere. She'd murder the guy. She'd murder him with an acute pleasure that might last only a second. It would thrill wildly in her body for an evanescent, unimportant moment, but it might be worth it. He was bouncing up and down now, rocking with laughter at how the car's window had shattered, how broken bottles were lying everywhere, how spilled garbage wantonly littered the sidewalk. It would rot and become fetid. It would rot and smell. She was rotting and rotten. She would smell when it came time for her to die. The arrow would pierce his insignificant, preemy brain, and blood would spurt from the wound the way it did in a Peckinpah movie, which is the only thing you remember about his movies. So it was a mistake to do it. Not what she was intending. What Peckinpah did. A special effect is no legacy. She'd say her response was about. She'd say this when she was interviewed. Not hatred. But dignity and a social space, a civil space, actually a civilian space, not a place where life is a series of unwanted incidents, a place where people could thrive without having to move to the country or a small city to expire quietly from lack of interest. She'd wax romantic about what you could expect or hope to get from other people and what you didn't get. She'd call it respect. Everyone did. You talk mostly about what you're not getting: respect, sex, money. Sleep. If you have it, you don't need to mention it. When you have it, you're bored if other people even bring it up. 
Of course, people with lots of money also think about it all the time and want more of it, were afraid of losing it, but they probably had the sense not to talk about wanting it in public. The morons were spilling garbage on the church steps. They were proud. The wild ones. The wild morons. The mild ones. Roy called himself and his friend Joe the mild ones. Elizabeth laughed silently. She was capable of doing it. She could murder them. She didn't care. In prison she'd laugh maniacally. She'd sing. She'd write her jail notes. She'd take care of birds. She'd become famous for her legal acumen. She'd find a calling. She'd discover the nobility of suffering. She'd destroy herself meticulously. The morons were proud of how they destroyed things. Things are easily destroyed. Elizabeth was proud of her restraint. She didn't climb out the window and run down the fire escape, holding her rope so her nakedness wouldn't be exposed, fly onto the street, arms flailing, and strangle them or stab them repeatedly, leaving a multitude of gashes. They wouldn't know what hit them.